What's up, Bob Cuppers? Welcome to another episode. This one, guess what? It's brought to you by Spotify for podcasters. Oh, again, once again, the Sean Boyles podcast brought to you by Spotify. For if you have a hankering for wanting to do a podcast, I suggest you go to podcasters.spotify.com and download what they got for you over there and uh, get into podcasting. It is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting. You got fan interaction. You get analytics. uh, They have video episodes that are available. They upload your podcast to all the podcast platforms, including Spotify, be it that that's their shit. But they'll put it on Apple Podcasts. They'll put it on Google Podcasts. Wherever it is you listen to podcasts, they'll upload it for free. For no money down. In fact, in fact, if you, in fact, for a fact, by the facts, get into the podcasting, you can make money from your podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, Fan donation or ad revenue how you can make them dollars so go to podcasters.spotify.com and get podcasting today right now um, we got uh we are also sponsored by the music depot the music depot is a music store in the lovely town of hayward california uh go see my man pete down there uh, they have Shure mics. They have Ibanez guitars and basses, Schecter guitars. They got orange amps, band instruments, all the cables and all the things you would need for PAs and all that noise. Uh, they, they got lessons, they, they, you know, drums and, and, and vocal lessons and guitar and bass. And, uh, and they even got those goddamn ukuleles, which I fucking hate. I hate them. I goddamn hate them. Uh, <laughs> go see my man Pete. Uh, down at 944 B Street in the beautiful downtown Hayward. Uh, Music Depot, also the sponsor of the Boyles Bistro Blowout every first Thursday at the Bistro downtown Hayward. Uh, I got dates. I got dates. Let's see. Um... There is, I'll repeat it once again, there is no blowout for September. Well, we are not doing the Boyle's blowout for September. But um, we'll be back in October. Uh, I got a new date, September 8th. That's uh, not this Friday, next Friday, I believe. Uh, a new comedy situation happening in down in, uh, in Oakland uh, at a place called Buck Wild. Uh, this is Holly Shaw's production, uh, the Comedy Culture Club, she's calling it, at Buckwild. So that'll, I'll be doing comedy there September 8th. Um, September 13th, uh, the first time you can hear the new Hazards played live on the radio on Stanford, KZSU, Stanford Radio. It is at kzsu.stanford.edu. I looked it up and I found it. Um, <laughs> or you could go to 90.1 
on your radio dial if you actually still have a radio and can listen to it. Uh, Wednesday, it's uh, September uh, September thirteenth. I think at eight o'clock we will be live on the air playing our musics. Um, September twenty second, Hazards will be playing the Stay Gold Deli in Oakland, California. September twenty third, I will be doing comedy at the one hundred eight Sports. Uh, sports Lounge out in Riverbank, California, September 30th. Oh my God, Zed going down to Southern California and playing at the SoCal Heavy Jam at the Full Circle Saloon in Santee, California. That is down there by San Diego. Whale's Vagina. Um, October 5th will be the Boyle's Bistro Blowout for October. Headlining is Rick Storer. Looking forward to that. Uh, glad to bring him up from... Um, from the Southern California ways. Um, October 13th, Hazards will be playing the X-Bar in Cupertino, California. October 20th, Hazards playing the Caravan in San Jose. And just added to the calendar, November 11th, Zed playing the Parkside in San Francisco, California. How about all that? Um, As always, music heard here on the Sean Boyles Podcast. Not owned, copywritten, or licensed by me. The Sean Boyles Podcast. Or any of its affiliates. Don't try to come after me and try to sue me for playing music that I'm not supposed to play because I don't own it. Because that's the disclaimer. And that keeps me out of harm's way. Let's do thing with the thing it's the sean boyles podcast music comedy drums life welcome ladies and gentlemen it's another episode of the sean boyles podcast this is episode 205 a Tuesday evening. What is today? August 25th? 29th. 29th? What the fuck's the date today? 29th. God damn it. My, I can't even... I think I need to... I think I need to up the power on the old reading glasses. Because I still can't see shit. How about that? Alright, there's a buzz. Can you hear that buzz? Where's it coming from? So many wires and cables and things. God, that that sucks. No! It's not that one. It's not that one. I bet it's that one. No, it's not that one either. Oh, that one's not even on. Well, shit on the shingle. Oh, it's that one. Well, that's good because I'm not using that. How about that? Okay, sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, welcome, welcome to the podcast. I um, I got some shit that happened this week. Oh my stars! Uh, I'll recap my week. I uh, we got the reaction. A little double, a little double reaction. Got two reactions this week. How about that? And uh, and we'll do the earworm at the end of the show. But um. I wanted to, um, first and foremost, right out of the gate, 
let me say that uh, I mentioned a dilemma that I was in last week. The dilemma has worked itself out. Uh, I, ha- I-, I had reservations about the situation I was in, and other parties involved felt those reservations and decided to um, decided to to, 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 to to do something that made me not have to make a decision. How about that? <laughs> Vegas, fuck. Um, so I'm a little relieved. And it's kind of weird because after that night, I had the best sleep I've had in like fucking two weeks. I have not been able to sleep with any sort of consistency in the last, I don't know, two weeks, if not longer. Just having a hard time falling asleep, um, uh, waking up easily, and having to pee or discomfort or whatever and then not falling back asleep for hours one two three hours at a time just dog shit tired in the morning just not being able to do anything and way lagging to get up and get going just because of just the lack of sleep um and getting into the next maybe week or so my sleep patterns are probably even further fuck up and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about why. Uh, we'll talk about why shortly. Um, but yeah, just um, uh, I went into the weekend. Uh, well, for, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. Uh, I'm doing this job. I'm actually painting. I'm painting the house next to my mom's house. Okay, uh, next to my mom's house. Uh, I think I talked about it a little bit. Um, uh, last week, but uh, the house next to my mom's house was owned by this family, the Smiths. They owned it up until the lady that I'm working for right now bought it only just a few short months ago. Um, the Smiths have two daughters, Danielle and Mary. I was really good friends with Mary. Uh, again, this is the uh, this is next to my mom's house. This is the, my mom's house is the house I grew up in. Uh, lived there since I was four. And the first person I met was young Mary, who was the same age as me. The first day of school, we walked to school together with our parents. And um, for the next few years, I would walk to school every day with Mary. Uh, That was my little friend. Now I'm painting the house that her family owned up until just a few months ago. So it's kind of strange. It's kind of strange. Mary has been a ghost um, she's not on social media. Nobody knows where she's at. Uh, friends of mine get together and we often ask, where did Mary go? And, um, my mom did talk to her father because he is a realtor and he was the one that actually finally sold the house. You know, as a realtor, I guess it's kind of easy to sell your own house. I guess you don't even need a realtor to sell a house. I don't know if you know that. At least that's what I've been told. Um, you just got to be smart enough to fucking fill out all the paperwork the right way. But um, she asked where uh, where her daughters or where their uh, where the daughters were, and because they live up in Eureka, and um, 
he was coming down to sell the house and she was like, well, what do you, you know, uh, you're here for a couple of days. Well, you know, he's all, well, I'm staying with Mary. So Mary apparently lives in San Leandro, which is just the next town over from where I live. Just right there. Stone's throw away. But a ghost is young Mary. So I hope she's okay. Hope she's doing well. I guess she's doing good enough that she can have her father stay for a couple of days. I don't know. Is that doing good? Do you have to be doing good to have a parent come live with you for a minute or stay with you for a couple of days? I don't know. Anyway, painting this house, they want black and white. They want a white body, black trim. This is the new trend in painting houses. The uh, trend of gray houses is starting to wean, and now we're going black and white. Every fucking house is going black and white. Um, I, it's, I, I don't know what to say. But it's white body, black trim. That's what is happening a lot. I've been seeing it over and over, and it looks great every fucking time. But if every house is going to be doing that, it's going to be some problems. In fact, my mom wants to do that to her house. I'm doing her house next door. So anyway, I go into the paint store, and I was talking with Kelly Moore about their colors, and I couldn't believe I said that. I couldn't believe I said what I said when I said it. And I had to take a step back and laugh at myself because I said, you know, it's kind of strange about the Kelly Moore blacks. They kind of all look the same. I said that out loud. The Kelly Moore Blacks all look the same. Of course, I'm referring to the actual color in the color chart of the Kelly Moore fan deck. But out of context, that sounded terrible. Oh, and then the guy behind the counter said, but they work. And I said, whoa, whoa, dude, whoa. Stop it right now. We have to step away and get out of this conversation. Uh, so that was funny. I had a hoot about that. Um, going to, into the weekend, I had this great plan. Great, great plan. I was going to... Um, I was going to work a half day. I was going to work a half day. I was going to go. This is on Saturday. Saturday, I was going to work a half day. Go to a friend's birthday party. And then head down to San Jose to check out a show. This was my plan. It was going to be a great plan. I could see some friends at a birthday party, have some food, enjoy some music, conversation. And then I was going to shoot down. And go see a, a a good show. Friends of mine, bands playing. And then right before I fell asleep on Friday, I'm trying to go to sleep. It's I don't know, probably after midnight. And something snapped in my mind. And I made a text. And I said, Oh shit, are we supposed to be mixing the hazard recording on Saturday? And I get the text back yes we're supposed to be there at noon 
Now my plans are ruined and Hazards has ruined my... No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, I can still make this happen. I can still do what I want to do. But I might not be able to make the show. So I I get up. I got to the job a little earlier than I've been getting there. Got done what I wanted to get done. Got to San Jose to start help uh, put, you know, you want to be in the room when the guy's mixing your record. You could let them do some stuff and fix some stuff that they that, that, that they hear that is out of bounds and they can take care of some stuff. But if you have particular things that you want to hear, you should be in there with the guy you've recorded with, with the engineer, with the producer, whoever it is. And let's get this thing sounding the way you want it to sound. We had some particular ideas of what we wanted as far as levels, especially when it came to the vocals. Um, the uh, initial mix, uh, I, I felt my drums were too low in the mix. I wanted them to pop out and be a little punchier. I felt the kick drum was still a little too boomy. Um so there was, you know, those that was my own personal thing. And then, you know, you want to edit a couple of things, you know, because when the guitar is playing by itself. So when I go to record, I don't have the whole band playing with me or the band playing with me at all. I'm actually playing by myself. I'm a very weird player when it comes to that. No drummer goes in there and plays by themselves. Every time I tell somebody that I've done that, they go, holy shit, how can you do that? So I'm able to do something that apparently a lot of drummers can't do. Um, but I did that when I re-recorded the Hazards early re- earlier recordings. And on this recording, I did the same thing. Uh, Willis did play with me. However, I just turned him all the way down so I couldn't hear him. So I don't know what he did. <laughs> uh, although he did do pretty good in most of his tracks that he recorded with me. Uh, ended up getting printed. So that was good. So actually, you know, knocking two birds out in one stone, which is great. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, so I had some things that I wanted to hear from my drums. Uh, the bass and guitar I thought was fine as far as the mix. There was a couple spots where, hey, let's bring that bass out a little bit more, you know. Um, and Jerry, uh, DJ Hermit, bless you, sir, for being patient with us and, um, and learning with us um because jerry's not used to this kind of music it's really aggressive and um he's dj hermit what do you what 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 do you think he's used to fucking doing uh (laughs) you know so uh there was a little bit of a learning curve for him um you know he had like he you know he took some liberties on some things that was uh a little weird and, and and not necessarily something you want in this kind of music um, but anyway, got all that shit ironed out, got things happening, and um, I don't know, pretty goddamn happy with uh, with how it turned out. Oh my god. Oh 
I'm fucking stoked on this shit, man. Anyway, uh, he, I'm not supposed to play that. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I'm pretty stoked on the way this shit came out. It's fucking scummy. Um, and that's what we were going for. Um, I uh, Props to fucking Willis for just doing some phenomenal stuff vocally. Um, it took this recording for me to realize what a great vocalist he is. And um, it's just the range of stuff that he can do, you know. It's just, uh, I mean, my man can sing, sing, and yet he could fucking scream like that. Uh, We distorted the shit out of the vocals on purpose. You weren't hearing something crazy. Um, But, yeah, really, uh, really stoked. Uh, The plan is, uh, so this is unmastered. You heard an unmastered version of one of the songs. That song is called uh, Send Help. Um. Uh, as soon as he gets back from mastering, uh, we will, we're going to, so we did, we recorded nine songs. We are going to release them, uh, a little bit at a time. We're not going to put them all out all at once. Um, so you'll get a single and then you'll get a three song EP. Then you'll get a single another single, a two-song EP, and then another single. That is the schedule in which they will come out. And as soon as we get it back from the mastering, the first one will be out. And then from then, every other month will be a release. So we don't have the first release date yet. It should be soon. I'd say within the next month and a half or two months. And then from then on, Every other month, a release from Hazards of music. Apparently, that's better for the algorithm and better for um, your music being in uh, new releases and what just it's supposed to be better. I don't fucking know. I don't know. So, spent the day mixing, got done with the mixing at about 6.30 or so. I drop Willis off at his house, and I shoot out to the party that started at 4 o'clock. I show up to a party that started at 4 at 7.30. Um, this was uh, this cat, Adam. It's his, it was his birthday. It was turning 35. He had a bunch of his friends there. Adam is also a comic, so there was also a lot of uh, comedy friends there, which was great. Got to see some comedy friends. Uh, a comedy friend of ours has a band. He plays drums, and his band played. And um, <laughs> I was kind of a dick. And they said, oh, you missed Connor's band. I said, really? Did I? Did I really miss it? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and then Connor actually gave me a compliment. He's, I don't think Connor's ever heard me play drums, but Connor said, yeah, I'm actually glad you got here after we played because I might have been really nervous if you were sitting there staring at me playing. And I said something snarky like, I wouldn't have stared at you playing. I, did, I wouldn't have given a shit about how you play. And he just put his head down. I was like, oh, dude, what the fuck? I was being nasty for no reason, unwarranted nastiness. Um, but I did ask him about his drums. He had an old... Uh, an old Ludwig sort of uh, 
um, not quite the entry level Ludwig, but one step above. I forget what those are called. The Rockers, I think. Um, or maybe the Rockers are. No, those are the older entry level. Anyway, he had a decent Ludwig kick. Uh, kick had a really nice Ludwig snare drum. Uh, this uh, Maple bad boy that looked really nice. I would have liked to have heard it. But, um, but yeah, so that was cool. Stayed there for a while and then, uh, and then came home and then rested Sunday. Um, spent the day resting. And then, uh, a friend invited me over, a comic friend invited me over for dinner, which I thought was nice. And then said, uh, let's go to, let, uh, let me make you dinner, and then we'll go to Punchline. Uh, I've talked about the Punchline before. Uh, the Punchline being a um, every Sunday night is their quote-unquote open mic. It is their showcase. And um, you show up every Sunday, and the guy that books the place walks around the place and tries to recognize faces that he has thought he has seen there. Uh, week after week after week and if you do this for six to eight months they'll let you go up and do five minutes now they pick maybe three to four comics a week and then they have uh, I don't know three to four uh, booked comics Um, and then they have whoever hosted the weekend for the headliner from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that host will usually host the um, the uh, locals showcase, the open mic showcase, or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, and so when you go up and do your five minutes, you do not want to do five minutes of open mic material. You want to do the best shit you got in that five minutes because you are basically auditioning... Um, for the punchline. So you go, say you go up one time. Um, keep going after that. Cause maybe you'll go up again. And if you have, if you can prove to be consistent from your two to three to four times that they've put you up, they will actually ask you to audition on one of these times you go up. And if you pass your audition, you have passed to be a working comic at the punchline and you'll start off by hosting uh, during the week and if you get better you'll host during the weekends and if you do even better you'll start to feature for the local uh, feature for headliners as they come in and then eventually you can headline that club so it's a long process Uh, but as anything is if you you know when I started playing in bands, you had to fucking play. You had to open up on a Tuesday night, you know. And if you got better and you were bringing people in, you could maybe open up on a weekend night. And if you got better, you could be main support for a headliner during the week. And if you did any better, you could be a main support for a band on the weekend. And if you were doing really good, you could start headlining during the week. And if you did even better, you could start headlining on the weekends. That's how it goes, and it's the same for comedy. You got to be consistent. You got to be good. You got to put in the time. I have not been going to Punchline because I never have a Sunday I feel like burning on spending down there, but 
I have a few comic friends that have been going regularly, and I've been catching rides with them to go. So that's been working out. Um, I'm not going to go every fucking week. That seems ridiculous. I'm going to go every other week. Um, nobody looks like me, so dude could recognize me. Although I don't think the guy... I kind of know the guy. Only kind of. And I don't think he likes me. He used to... So there was a show in Oakland called Comedy Oakland. And this guy was pretty much running that. And then he brought in... A, and I had done it twice. Three times I had done it. The guy that is now at Punchline that is helping with the booking of this thing on the Sundays. He's started working with Comedy Oakland on my the second time I did it. And then he saw me the third time. And I don't think he likes me from my two appearances. I don't see him around very often because he doesn't do any shows outside of San Francisco. Uh, I should book him at the Bistro just to see what happens. Anyway, um, look at me diabolically thinking of stuff. Um... So that was that, and that was great. Uh, Got home, actually had a fucking good night's sleep for the first time in a long time. Woke up Monday morning, yesterday, feeling refreshed, feeling like I could take on this week. I got up at a normal time. I got to the job at a decent time. I started kicking ass and working. Got all kinds of stuff done. The, the spray rig was out in the sun. And for whatever reason, the spray rig started making some fucking weird noises. Like it was losing pressure. The, 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 the motor kept turning. And then I go and look in the prime line, which is like a pressure valve, was, 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 was dumping out paint. Paint is supposed to come out of there, but only if I flick the switch. I got paint squirting everywhere. and that, So I hit the switch and Squirt, splash, paint everywhere. Oh, shit. I've splattered paint all over this freshly poured driveway. This driveway has been uh, brand new concrete, poured maybe a month ago. It's clean as shit. And now I've spilled paint over it. Oh, shit. I need to get water. The hose here in the front. Shit, there's no hose. So I run to the back to get the hose. I get about two steps away from where the hose is and then I feel a snap in the back of my leg. I don't know what I've done. I've, I I buckle. I fall down to the ground. But in my mind, I got to get this paint off of the fucking driveway. So I, gra- I get up. My pain, my leg is in all kinds of pain. I've never felt this kind of pain in my leg before. I take a step and I just feel this. I feel that same pain from the snap. And then I feel this, this waft of pain just whip around my whole knee. I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? I hobble back to the front of the house, hook up the hose, get the water going. I get the paint off of the driveway. But my leg is now on fire. I don't know what the fuck has happened. I'm thinking maybe it was just some weird cramp or something. I can't put it all the way straight. It fucking hurts. I get a super sharp pain if I put it all the way straight. 
If I bend it all the way, I get a super start sharp pain. I can't I can't put any weight on it, so I'm limping severely. My sprayer is now doing something weird. And I think I fucked up my leg. I'm I might need to go to the hospital. It's that bad. I'm in that kind of pain. Usually I get hurt. I'm like, fuck it. I ain't going to the fucking hospital. This is fucking crazy. So, um, but I'm in the middle of fucking trying to do this job. I was spraying the gutters in the front of the house. I have literally two more feet of gutter to spray in the front of the house. But the sprayer's being stupid. So I get a brush and I dip it in the paint and I climb up a ladder and I fucking brush out the last two feet of the gutter. My leg is on fire. I'm trying not to straighten it. I'm trying not to bend it too much. I'm hobbling severely. The homeowner comes home and sees me hobbling around and says, are you okay? And I said, no. I hurt my leg really bad. I heard, I felt something snap. I think I need to go to the hospital. So I'm going to pack up and get out of here and go see what a professional says. Now, mind you, I don't have insurance. It's been something I've been meaning to do in the last few weeks. I've been waiting to actually finish this job so I can get insurance. So I go here in Castro Valley. There's a county hospital. If you don't have insurance, you go to a county hospital. I go in there, waiting room. So I got to park, okay? I drove myself there. First of all, it's about 45 minutes after the snap before I actually leave. Cuz I had to pull I had to I had to paint the gutter, the rest of the gutter, I had to put stuff away, I had to make sure nothing was going to dry out. I had to rinse the sprayer out so it wasn't sitting in paint for who knows how long until I feel better enough to go back to work. So I had to flush that thing out. Had to get everything put away. Had to tuck it away so her dogs didn't get into it. Had to do all this shit before I can even get in the van and get to the fucking hospital. Because if I didn't do all this stuff, all my equipment would be fucked up and I wouldn't be able to work at all because I ruined all my shit. So I fucking finally get everything put away. I jump in the van. I'm in Hayward where my mom lives next door. Uh, I got to drive across Hayward into Castor Valley back to where I live to go to this hospital. Fortunately, this hospital is literally a stone's throw away from where I actually live. Uh, I park in the emergency room area parking, but then I got to walk to the actual emergency room. Probably a football field and a half length away. My leg is on fire. (laughs) So I'm doing my best to try to not put any pressure on my leg and trying to keep it bent enough. And I'm hobbling. And some people saw me and they're like, are you okay? I said, no. They're like, do you need a wheelchair? I said, probably. There was a nurse that was coming in. She's like, just lean on me, honey. Just lean on me. We'll get you in there. 
So she walked with me. We went as slow as I can go or as fast as I can go. She said, take your time. It's okay. Don't hurt. Don't hurry because you'll hurt it more. You know, very nice lady. Shout out to Ann, nurse at Eden Hospital, for um, helping me hobble into the emergency room. I get in there. Uh, they see I'm in rough shape. They see me limping that severely. They immediately grab a wheelchair and put me in it. Um, I check in with the dude. He puts the thing on my wrist. He asks for my name and everything. Had I been there before? And I had been there before. Um, the night after my wedding, I had some weird stomach thing. I had some weird blockage. I couldn't shit or eat. And so I actually went to the emergency room then. So they had me on a file. I didn't have insurance then either. Um, so he runs all my shit and uh, says, okay, you're good. And I'm like, well, I don't got insurance. He didn't say anything. Put the thing on my wrist. He's like, oh, I'm going to wheel you over here till they call your name. She'll come out and get you, and we'll get you going. So I waited there for a little bit, maybe 45 minutes. It was a pretty packed emergency room. There was a lot of people in there, a lot of people waiting to be seen with whatever ailments they thought they had. Um, it's usually like you should – if you're not dying – you should probably just go to the urgent care. Uh, you know, like severe broke leg, gunshot wound, shit like that. Or like me, and that's probably what who was in there. If you don't have insurance, go to the emergency room. I don't know what kind of damage I've done to the leg. I'm just in fucking pain like a motherfucker. So um I they finally called my name and I said, I'm over here, you know, because they're looking around. And I can't walk over to them because I'm in this chair. They see me in the chair. They grab the chair, put me in there. They ask for all my information again. And then there's a doctor there, and he does a real quick little initial check. I tell him what happened, and he starts poking around on my leg, and he feels the back of my leg right at the back of my knee where I felt the snap, and he touches it, and I go, fuck! Because he hit the spot that I felt the snap. And that was the the most tender spot. He's all, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you wiggle your foot? Can you push down on your foot? And I said, I kinda, yeah, that's that's tough. You know, and so he starts feeling on my calf and he felt that fucking, you know, that you got that nerve that runs all like in the center of like the center of your thigh in the center of your calf. Like he hit that and I kind of went, you, hop, you hit that nerve, Jack, you know. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to figure out where you're at, you know. So uh, he says, it seems as if, he's all, your knee looks like, feel, he's all, you got pain here, and he's feeling the front of my knee because I was feeling pain when I, if I tweak my leg a certain way, I do feel pain run around my knee. And I explained that to him, and he's like, well, I don't know what that's about, but, uh, you know, we're going to get you some x-rays, he's all, but I think... I think you tore a calf muscle. I was like, what the, what? How, how? Well, I know how. I fucking ran. I'm almost 50. I shouldn't be running for anything. I used to say I'd only run if I'm being chased. Now I think I'll just fucking take the ass whipping. I don't, I'm not running anymore. And case in point, I fucking tore my calf muscle running 
to get a hose so I could hook it up to the front so I can get wet paint, spilled paint off of a brand new driveway. So they uh, they wheel me back in the waiting room saying that they'll bring me back when uh, uh, I'm ready to go for an x-ray. So I sit there for another about 15 minutes. They come and get me for the x-ray, but yet they park me. Now I'm in the actual emergency room where all the bays are and the desk and there's people whipping around and there's people everywhere sitting there looking bummed and hurt and there's people in rooms and there's bleeps and there's bloops and uh, did you get the woman in bed too? There's that kind of shit happening. Um, It's kind of chaotic in there, but I'm sitting there off to the side in my chair and then a man came over, asked me for my name and then he took me to get the x-ray had me sit in some very uncomfortable positions for the kind of pain that was in my leg. Meanwhile, I'm in my paint clothes. I'm completely like, I got paint all over my hands. I'm sweaty because it was warm. I'm a mess. And I got to take my pants off. And I got to sit in a certain weird angle that really fucking hurt, but I had to stay still because he's taking an x-ray of my knee to see if there's any bone fuckery. They wheel me back into the emergency room in like a little hallway kind of area, just outside a actual room. Um, and then the doctor finally came over and asked me a bunch of questions, felt around. He's all, you know, he had the same assessment. It sounds like you tore your calf muscle up near where it connects uh, near the top. Uh, he's all, but I'll look at the x-ray to confirm. He's all, I want to make sure there's no bone damage. Because uh, sometimes a muscle tear can rip bone apart. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, and I'm, now I'm thinking, well, fuck, I don't drink enough milk. My fucking, my, my, my calcium must be super low. And I, I don't have enough creatine in my system. I start fucking doomsdaying the shit out of myself in my mind. But dude was super cool, and I told him, I said, hey, man, you know, uh, if I ain't working, I ain't making any money. So uh, what's the turnaround on this? He's like, let me see. Um, he's like, let me see what kind of damage there is on the x-ray. He's like, I'm pretty sure you just have a calf tear. So um, he goes and comes back like, you know, when, when has a doctor said, okay, I'm going to go look at the thing. And I'll be right back. And they come right back. Like I saw a dude walk down the hall and take a turn. A couple minutes later, he came back and came right back to me. It was great. And he's all, yeah, you, it, it's, you know, you know, I can't see soft tissue in an x-ray, but there's nothing missing from the bone, so nothing, the muscle didn't tear any bone away. So you're good there. If there's nothing wrong with any of the bones, more than likely all the ligaments are okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you tore a calf, uh, t- tore the calf muscle. I go, okay, well, here's the thing. I go, I play drums. I got gigs coming up. He's like, oh, I play drums too. I said, oh, shit. I go, well, I'm left-handed, so this is my left foot, you know. He's like, oh, shit. I go, I can do the gig right-footed if I got to. And he started laughing, you know. And uh, we talked about drums for a minute. <laughs> and I, You know, and um, he said, he was all, he was all, well, I can give you a boot. Uh that goes up past your knee to keep it all in line and keep everything straight. 
Uh, but he's like, I'd suggest that if you can, you move this thing around a little bit without hurting yourself just to keep movement going. And, um, and I think you'll heal a little faster. You know, of course they gave me some painkillers, which I haven't went to go pick up yet. So I didn't want to fucking hobble into the goddamn CVS to pick up my pain medication. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain. Um, it fucking hurts. So what I've been doing, I've been on my back most of the day. I've gotten up to pee and I've gotten up to feed myself. Otherwise, I'm laying down. I'm keeping it elevated. I'm Every hour, I'm putting ice. And then I've got two uh, like knee braces on it. So, because I said compression's a good idea. So I take it off. I ice it, put it, put, you know, for about 15 minutes, take the ice off, put the, put the braces back on, lay back down, put the leg up. Um, been sleeping. <laughs> so today was the first day of doing nothing. I'm going to see how it goes the next couple of days. I got to get back at it, though. Uh, shout out to uh, Tina, whose house I'm painting right now, who was kind enough to give me a little progress payment so uh, I could survive the next however long I'm down for. The landlord's being swell about me being late on the rent because I told him what happened. Um but here's the thing. I told the you know, I told the doc, I said, Yeah, I can't have that boot on because I live by myself. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get up and do my own shit. I'm not gonna have anybody feeding me. I'm not gonna have anybody, you know, to help me go to the bathroom or whatever. I need to be able to move. He's like, Yeah, dude, the boot's pretty fucking brutal and you know, you're you're better off. He's all I'll give you some crutches. I said, Sure. My crutches didn't do shit. I couldn't <sighs> I got crank. I got fucking Charlie horses in my abdomens from tr- using the. <laughs> I started getting these fucking knots of muscle. My abs not used to doing that kind of work. And so I was like, "Fuck these crutches." So uh, yeah, man. Today just laid up all day. Um, in fact, I'm sitting. I should have my leg up, but I'm sitting in a way that is probably not good for my leg, but. The podcast is important. No. Um, so that's what's doing. Oh, fucking Hopalong Cassidy going to be sitting here with a bum fucking leg for a little while. Um, the gigs I have coming up, the Hazards gig on the 13th for the radio station. Uh, we're not canceling anything. So um, I'm... Uh, I'll play the shit right hand, right footed if I got to. Uh, it's just going to be lifting gear and getting stuff there and getting things ready to do that is going to be a potential issue. But uh, fuck it. We'll see what happens. Um, in current event news, um, let's talk about this mugshot bullshit. Um Everyone had a field day with the Trump mugshot. Everyone was reposting it, laughing, ha ha, he they finally got him, all this horse shit. Um 
I don't think people realize what has happened with the mugshot in regards to people that aren't into politics are not into politicians because they think they're all crooks. And the idea of a politician getting arrested and having a mugshot actually gives them street cred enough where they are now supporting. And I know that's a crazy, crazy thing to think of, but there is a good chunk of this country, and these are more than likely non-voters, but I guarantee you they're going to vote now because now a man they've been hearing in hip-hop songs since the 80s, a man who has been on television in a reality show, a man that has been loose-lipped about saying some wild shit and not giving a fuck and doing what he wants and throwing down money to get himself out of trouble when he needs to has earned the respect of the hood. I heard it about a year ago saying that, man, we need to get that motherfucker back in because this shit, this gas price and all this bullshit, I wasn't paying gas this highest when, when Trump was in. Making connections, of course, that don't really matter or that are unwarranted, but now that he got a mugshot, they're saying shit like that motherfucker's gangster. Go Trump. And I know that sounds fucking crazy. But the hood is pro-Trump. They're not thinking about all the racist shit. They don't give a shit about that stuff because they know that's a lot of blowhard nonsense as far as they're concerned. The hood don't give a fuck. If you are true to yourself and you don't bullshit... Now, and it's backwards thinking because the guy's the biggest bullshit artist that ever was. But they like that in him. They think it's funny. They, it, it's, it's, a, it's character. They think this guy's got character now. They don't want some politician in there. They want a fucking gangster. And now he got street cred because he got a fucking mugshot. He's been arrested. Whatever voter he, whatever voters he's lost, I bet he's gained tenfold from the hood, or from people that just like think it's fucking wild that a thug <laughs> is gonna be in the White House. Trump wins the election, hands down. He wins it. He didn't even do the debates. Because he's got the shit in the bag. He's going to kick the shit out of Biden. Because there's nobody from the Dems that can come close. Just be ready. Uh, he's, you know, he's already said, I, could, I can stop this Ukraine war in a day. And I'm like, What? Who, who, how, uh, he's like, 
well, who's he's like, I don't care who's right and who's wrong. I don't want more people dying. And the hood has seen this. They saw that nobody was fucking with us when he was in there. I'm going to say what you want. I don't like the dude and the way he acts. He's a very bad representation of America. And he's, and he's done some, he did some wacky, wild shit, terrible things with immigration. But there's a whole lot of people that like the fact that this dude don't give a fuck and does the shit how he wants to do the shit and is, and, um, you know, there was all, there was, there was a long time where we were putting cowboys in there. And these cowboys thought they were tough. And of course, some of these cowboys went to fucking Harvard, but whatever. You know? And now I think they want a New York fucking... <laughs> fucking... You know? I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. But this is how... This is how it starts. and this is And it's already been starting because... You know, this is why the movie Idiocracy is not a fucking fiction movie. It's a it's a documentary prequel. It's a documentary on how <laughs> on on how it's gonna be. It's 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 a it's a it's a future predictor. Look, who was president in Idiocracy? Five time WW whatever the fuck champion. Former champion, macho, heck, he had the macho, macho, whatever. He had a heck, you know, a fucking pro wrestler that was the president. This is how it starts. We're knocking on the door of Starbucks turning into strip clubs. I like money. Do you like money? We should hang out. Let's go to Starbucks. Anyway, um, let's do this. Oh, wow. What did I just listen to? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dirties of all ages, this is a part of the podcast where me, your host and longtime fan of extreme music, heavy metal, hardcore, 90s era hip-hop, outlaw country. Um, It's where I check in on the pop charts to see what's cracking over there, uh, be it that I don't know nothing about that. Um, Before we actually hear a song that is on the pop charts, I want to uh, react uh, and give my... Give my two cents on the uh, recently uncovered footage uh, that's been floating around on the on the YouTubes uh, starting last week. I think they pulled a lot of it down, but I did finally see some today, and I watched watched what I could. Um, a poorly edited and poorly sound uh, video footage from uh, Van Halen. In their 1984 appearance at Castle Donington in England, 
Now, uh, Castle Donington in the 80s was the rock festival, the rock and metal festival to play on. If uh, you're, you know, I remember hearing about all my favorite bands being able to play at Castle Donington. Uh, I believe that this, it's now called the Rock AM Festival. Uh, basically, it's the same sort of festival, but it's at, I think, a little bit of a different location, but it's the same. It kind of it took over that. Um, I believe that's what it is. I could be wrong. Um, so this was uh, in the middle of the Van Halen 1984 tour. And they played... Um, I don't think they headlined. I think there was still... Um, I think ACDC played after them at this particular, but they were able to set up their stage with the Van Halen stage set up with, uh, the thousands and thousands of uncovered speakers all over the, uh, all over the stage. Um, edited not very well. Um, it was like a hand, it was like a single shot, one guy holding a camera and he's on the stage. And there's like a lot of times where he's like in the middle of the stage and he's walking around and I can't imagine how fucking terrible that must have looked for the audience. Seeing a camera guy like run around the middle of the stage and, you know, he's getting up in fucking David Lee Ross face and getting up in Michael Anthony's face, getting up in Eddie Van Halen's face and getting up on the drum riser and looking at Alex Van Halen and like just getting in everybody's face as he's walking around. Um, Sound is kind of bad. Playing of the band is kind of bad. Believe it or not. Um, and all I could think of is just everybody's hopped up on cocaine. There was a section where Eddie's doing his guitar solo and his jaw is moving back and forth in that very typical cracked out fucking cokehead fashion. Uh, not, I mean, you know, like newly discovered Van Halen and, you know, anything Van Halen, I'm going to want to watch it. One of my all time favorite bands, especially David Lee Roth era, especially 1984. It's my favorite record of theirs. And oh, it's bad. Um, they open up with Unchained and he's Eddie starts it off and he's playing at a million miles an hour. Instead of zwang, zwang, zing, 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 like didn't even sound like the same song. They just played it way too fast. In typical David Lee Roth fashion, he's all over the stage. He's not singing the words. He's scatting and, you know, typical David Lee Roth. That's what he's always done. Um, but yeah, I kind of almost wish that this footage was never uncovered. Uh, all right. To the actual reaction of the week this week, we are reacting to, I think the number five or six song in the country, um, of which I think the top five or six is locked up the same exact as last week. Um, the Oliver Anthony song is still at number one. Um, What's his ass? Morgan um, Morgan Wallen is at number two. Um, whoever did that fucking 
Tracy Chapman covers at number three. <laughs> anyway, uh, like I said, this is five or six. I don't remember. We're going to check out. Um, this song has been in the top ten for a while. And I thought I reviewed it, but I don't think I have. And when I looked it up, I was like, well, shit, why is this in the top ten? This is a Taylor Swift song called Cruel Summer off of a record she did in 2019. So, uh, anyway, let's check out Tay-Tay in her Cruel Summer. People dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy, shiny toy with a price, you know that I bought it. Killing me slow, out the window, I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Devils roll the dice, angels roll their eyes What doesn't kill me makes me want you more I didn't I didn't do this song yet, have I? I mean there is a there is a sort of sameness to all her shit that sort of all blends together in my mind. Shit, that little ending part. That was my favorite part. That little thing at the end. <laughs> um, you know what? Shout out to Tay Tay. Her tour has been boosting the economy in every town she's playing in. A pop artist who is on tour 
is helping to boost the economy in every town she's playing in. Unheard of. She gave fucking big money bonuses to all her truck drivers for her tour. I mean, she's single-handedly stimulating the economy. By herself. Tay-Tay, out there doing it. It's cray-scray. Uh, <laughs> that, and that's full-blown, like, I'm not a country artist anymore. I'm a pop artist, Taylor Swift, right? There was no hint of uh, of country in, uh, except for maybe saying that she was coming back from the bar. But that's anybody. that Anybody can be coming back from a bar. That's not exclusive to country and western. Oh, Tay Tay. Um, but yeah, like I said, that like I don't know. The shit all kinds of blends together after a while. But you know, hats off to her. She writes all her own shit. You know what I mean? So, of course, she's not writing every single note, but you know all the lyrics and melodies and chord progressions and then they put all the fancy stuff of how they're going to do the beats and everything. So anyway, I was one of the biggest pop artists on the planet. Undoubtedly. She's getting up into, you know, she's creeping up into some big, big boy fucking territory. If she's not there already, as far as album sales and, uh, you know, concerts. And I mean, she's getting up, getting up into the fucking, Bruce Springsteen's and Prince and Michael Jackson's and fucking getting up into that shit, you know? So hats off to the little girl from wherever that little girl's from. Um, Do we just get to the end of the thing? Do we just get out of here and get the fuck on? Uh, Sure, why not? Let's do that. Uh, thank you guys once again for checking me out. Uh, you know, we could, um, you can go and rate and review and subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you are listening to the podcast. That would be great. Um, you can reach me if you got comments or if you got complaints or concerns. Um, you know what? And this is time, you know what? I usually don't ask, but you can go to wherever you listen to this podcast and find any way to donate to the podcast because your boy going to be out of work for a fucking minute with his fucked up leg. And, um, if you can send me some money, <laughs> go ahead and email me. This is what we can do. We can make this very easy. Email me at Sean underscore boils at yahoo.com and say that you are willing to donate to the Sean's fucked up leg fund. And I will send you my phone number. And you can send me money through Zelle. 
most banks and most uh, most banks that you bank with use Zelle to transfer money. And we can do that very early. Or you can go to Sean underscore boils at yahoo.com and use that as the email address to go to PayPal. And you can send me money that way. Because I'm probably going to be out of work for a week and a half, if not two weeks. They told me a week. Um, but I know how I am. I'm going to feel better in a couple days. I'm going to try to do some shit and I'm going to make it worse. <laughs> Cause that's usually what I do. Um, but yeah, that would be rad. If you could, uh, if you can help a dude out in his crippledness, that'd be great. Um, find me on social media, Sean Boyles on Facebook. Sean underscore Boyles 510 on Instagram. And um, I'm on Twitter, but I'm fucking never on Twitter. So, in fact, I didn't even download to my newer phone. Every time I try to hit it, it asks me for my login information. I put the login information and it says user not found or whatever the fuck. So, anyway, uh, this week's Earworm of the Week... um, in my working and uh, listening to music, this song, I think this song came on when I was here at the house. I had some music playing a couple nights ago, and this song came on uh, actually before the weekend even, and then all through the weekend, this song fucking didn't realize what kind of fucking hook um, musically this song has, and uh, and as well as vocally. Because uh, it's definitely not a traditional sort of verse-chorus, super-hook-chorus type of song. But um, definitely fucking locked into my fucking dumb little head. And um, and I ain't mad about it this week. Last week, I was pissed that that song was stuck in my head. This week, I ain't too mad at this song stuck in uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this week's Earworm of the Week is a little song... By Allison Chains called Love Hate Love. Um, this is a pretty fucking motherfucker of a song. So uh be good, keep it dirty, and I'll see you dick stains next week.
fuck Staten Avenue and fuck Ace Freely. Brought to you by Blowout Productions.